You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you've got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to the Magna Method Podcast, and I am very fortunate today to sit down with Think Natalia. I got to tell you, this was very challenging because uh, my friend Natalia lives in the Middle East, and to coordinate this thing, she's always on point, but myself, this is my first interview uh, over Skype, actually, uh, in the Middle East. So I'm really excited about it. I've heard nothing but the most positive things about her, and it's exciting to have her on the show. Welcome to the show, Natalia. Thank you so much for the kind introduction and the invitation, Mark. Absolutely. So I read up on uh, about you online, and I heard you know that you're a uh, more or less a coach who teaches uh, public speaking, impression, uh, first impression, and all the above leadership, and just a lot of positive things. I said I have to get this person on my show because I know that she's very influential and she's very good at what she does. So I want her on the show. So tell me Thanks. what you do so the crowd can understand what's going on here. Sure, um, I wear three hats. So the first hat is being a public speaker. And when it comes to public speaking, my topic that I'm passionate about is eliminating fears or wrong beliefs around self-presentation, personal branding and making it in life. You can also call it success because I do believe that there are a lot of wrong information out there. And I do believe that um, the world needs to think a little bit more about that. So this is uh, what I talk about as a public speaker. Uh, the second hat that I wear is being an impression management coach. So what I do is I help um, fresh brands, so people who worked in corporate and realized that, meh, that's not what I want to do, and they want to start their own business. And in most of the cases, it's a one-man or one-woman show in the lifestyle industry. So it would be wellness or personal training, blogging, fashion, photography. These kind of people, they are overwhelmed when it comes to making the first steps in presenting themselves. Mm -hmm. So I take them by the hand and do a little bit of profile sharpening. Uh, we create a blog. I teach them how to use uh, a hashtag, how to create great content on social media, how to get featured in magazines, how to move online and offline, and what are the small things that society kind of expects if they want to see you as a leader. So I help young brands or, or fresh brands um, creating this positive, inspiring, great image. And the last hat is a tiny little thing. I do a little bit of digital influencing as well, but that's not worth mentioning. It's not worth mentioning, Are you sure? It's just 10%. So okay. if you want to, yes. um, just two sentences. Whenever there are any great brands out there who say, Natalia, we need a little bit of more brand exposure or brand awareness, and we love what you do, then I have a look at their mission and their products or services. And if I see that they are let's say that they're focusing on adding value, that they really want to make a difference to this planet. When I fall in love with these brands, then I'll definitely help them spreading their word and support them, yeah. Awesome, 
Awesome. So tell us about your start and how you get into something like this, because all of our listeners are people in their industries who basically want to do a better job of branding, go off on their own and really create something special to help people help the world. How did you get your start in this field? So if you want to talk a little bit about your education and then how it kind of you know, segued into uh, what you do today. Sure. I studied uh, human behavior in the form of social science. I did that for over 12 years now. I have a Master of Arts and just finished my Doctor of Philosophy. So I'm very passionate about human behavior and how people think and where do they stand in their own way towards success and all that. And um, when you study social science, um, the world is your oyster. There's not the job for the social scientist. So... I literally, in my first job, I grabbed anything that was great. And uh, after finishing my studies, I had the opportunity to work in the United Arab Emirates. So after finalizing my studies, I said, you know what? It's a great opportunity. I spoke to my mom and said, mom, if I don't like it, can I come back? And she said, yes, of course, Mm -hmm. not a problem at all. So I went to the United uh, Arab Emirates and worked for the Abu Dhabi Education Council. And that was in the... um, in the government sector. I did that for three and a half years. And then I realized, meh, maybe not so much what I want. I swapped to the private economy and worked there for two and a half years. And uh, people perceived me as very successful. I won multiple awards, excellence awards in Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, South Africa. We were on the covers of the leading magazines. I drove a sports car. I had it all. And I felt so miserable and unhappy and I had the feeling that I do not make a difference at all. Wow. So yeah, this is when I decided to press the button and say stop and I went on a sabbatical and every day for nine months I did something to find out who I am and what is important to me and asked very, well, let's say deep questions and painful questions about what does success mean to me, what is life all about. What does family mean? Um, I, I reflected on religion, on politics, on sex, on, on every concept that I learned um, yeah, through the educational system, through my friends or whatever. And well, this is when I figured out that I need to create my own thing. And here I am today. That's awesome. So tell us something about that journey when you were, trying, were doing some reflection. You said you did something new each day to just figure out who you were. What are the types of things? Could you speak to some of the things you did daily to figure out who you were and, and what path you wanted to choose? Yeah, sure. So what I did is I created a huge list of things that I always wanted to do since I was a teenager. For example, modeling. As uh, as I was 13, like most of the girls, I always wanted to become a model. And I I dreamed of this world, the industry of something very glamorous and it's all about fashion and ooh, parties and whatever. And uh, so I stepped into modeling and I did that for a little bit and I realized, okay, it's interesting, but this industry is not for me. And um, then I stumbled into public speaking because I always wanted to to speak and uh, people perceive me as funny for some bizarre reason. And, and you speak uh, multiple I, you speak multiple Asian, uh, languages, correct? Exactly, because I'm I'm German, um, so I speak uh, or I coach even in, in German and English, wow. depending on the client. Yeah, so I did humorous speaking, and I realized people don't understand my humor. <laughs> 
So then I said, okay, no. What about blogging? Because I also like to write. So I, I blogged as well and I realized that's good, but it's still not what I want. So these are the small things that you can do every day to find out if you like it, if you don't like it, and if you don't like it, ask yourself why. So it's really a digging game where you go out every day and just do something where you feel that you're curious about and then be honest and give yourself honest feedback, yeah. And, you know, what can you speak to some of the things that you really, really, uh, you're so passionate about within your your uh, your works and how you work with the companies and the, like your favorite part of the process? Is it discovering what that company is all about and then finding the love within the company? Uh, tell me about like the beginning stages of the companies that you work with. Sure. Um, so when it comes to impression management and when I work with these individuals or startups, um, in the beginning they're overwhelmed and they don't know where to start and you know they come from fear place and say, oh it's too much and I'm too old for that or I'm just a woman or oh no you need an IT guy for that and what is SEO and oh my god no. So by setting up a structured plan and telling them listen these are the 10 steps that we're going through and uh, I break it down into smaller pieces that's the first moment where I see um, a moment of relief where people they look less stressed and their breathing changes so that's the first moment where I feel hey I'm already created a little bit of a change and um, then it really depends when or the other way around I absolutely thrive on aha and wow moments. When I see a smile in, in the face of a human being, when I see it may click, when I see that oh, I can reach anything or it's only my mind that stood in my way toward greatness. When this thought appears and you see it in the body language, you see it like radiating out of every pore, this is what makes me so excited about my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that people come in with that, that level of fear? Obviously, they're unsure. There's a bit of insecurity there. But why do you think there's an overwhelming fear for most people to start in their own, create something, or become their own brand? Um, the people that I work with, they all have a very artsy or creative touch. And I believe that, unfortunately, um, society where I grew up in, German society, and I assume it's similar in the American one, the way how we are raised and educated is that you should go for a job like medicine, engineering, law, all of this is is the hard technical stuff and this is where you would definitely get a job. But when you love cooking or drawing or photography or knitting, this is all kind of weak and you will never ever be able to make a living from that and I do believe if you hear that long enough at a certain stage you start you start to believe that and, and getting that out of your system I think it's, it's pretty tough. It's definitely an old school way of thinking that I think the world is trying to change uh, one day at a time. You know, where I grew up, I, I, we were actually taught if you're not going to be a firefighter or a policeman or a mailman or a mechanic like you're you're a loser or you're not worth your salt and meanwhile yeah. we have guys like if Mark Zuckerberg's a loser I don't think he is but he did something very different and there are a lot of people who are very successful because that are finding a niche 
industries and doing very well because they're the best of their exactly. kind in those industries. Mm. Um, do you see the world like making a big change or is it still hard to penetrate that world that, you know, uh, that old school uh, methodology, the old school thinking? Well, I personally believe that the world is sort of waking up. Um, if you dig a little bit deeper and you, you talk to people who are more open-minded, who do more self-work, who go out there and start to question what they read, um, when you ask provocative questions on social media, you will see that a lot of people, they start to rethink, but they're still not confident enough or too afraid to actually say, yes, I'm, I'm not part of the crowd anymore. But I think that there is a huge shift in, in the way how we think, in the way how we believe. But it, uh, it will take time till everybody has the car will have the courage to yeah, stand up for it and say, nope, I don't believe in that mainstream stuff anymore. And I'm very unique. And maybe you perceive me as crazy weird but that what makes me unique and that's my power and that's the reason why I'm going to succeed mm -hmm. awesome it's awesome to hear um, we need more people like you changing the world to say the least um, when was the Thanks. last time you were on stage for a public speaking and uh, was it which country was it in uh, it was here in the UAE it was in a um, I would call it a wellness center so they do a little bit of yoga and Pilates but also all sorts of workshops okay. so I held a workshop um, a two-hour speech on changes and uh, it was very interesting because it was my first um, open air speech in a, in a garden setup and uh, it was a great experience to have ants running across your legs while focusing on the topic oh, and being entertaining so that's how you grow <laughs> oh yes you get a good bit of growing going on there have you given a ted talk do you have any aspirations to do a ted talk and not yet, but interestingly enough, I received an email from a TED uh, organizer today, and he said, Natalia, do you want to come over, and what would be your topic? Oh, wow, that's terrific. Where were that? What city uh, is, it, is, it the is the possibility in what city? Uh, the know. email that I received today was from the Netherlands. Oh, sweet. That would be great. I'm sure you draw, mm. draw a lot of traffic there. I read something about you online, and I believe it's a quote from you, and I'm going to read it. It says, I am not lucky, not blessed, not talented. Ask my family and my closest friends. When others chilled, I studied. When others went on a holiday, I learned. If you want the life of your dreams, stop believing that only a small amount of gifted people deserve the very best in life. That is a lie to keep you unhappy mediocre and small start working relentlessly towards your targets instead no lame excuses daily actions please wow so i read this when i was researching you before we have you on had they had you on the show and i was thinking this individual is right up my alley and this mm -hmm. speaks volumes of uh, about my life right and mm -hmm. I, I thought it was just incredible and where tell us about <laughs> most people really believe that you have to have in a high level amount of talent to be successful mm. what prompted this quote because this was really powerful when i read it and we hear things like this a lot but you sound like you actually live it what prompted mm. you to put this down on paper whenever i hold my speeches 
um, or I give workshops, a lot of people approach me later on and say, wow, that's so inspiring, that's so great, but. And then all of these limiting beliefs or wrong beliefs come up that I don't deserve it, I'm not enough, I'm too old. So you can see that these people kind of stand in their own way and they believe in at least in my humble opinion, in talent. So it's all about either I was born with the talent or not, and apparently you were born and I was not born with a talent, that means why well, I need to be miserable. Um, or another person might think that he or she, you know, I mean, this goes into the topic religion and we should talk about religion, yeah, right. but I do believe that blessed maybe comes from the idea that only a few people on this planet were blessed wherever that comes from right and um, I do believe in compassion and love uh, so I come from a point either we are all blessed or nobody's blessed and either we are all talented or nobody's talented so I thought you know let's write it a little bit provocative so that people start to think and by quoting or mentioning that I am none of these um, I think I I could upset a few people, but also make them think, and that was the target. And if I want to be brutally honest, I mean, I used to be a dancer, and it's not that I was a great dancer since day one or since uh, the day I could, uh, you know, what, what type of instead dancing? of walking. What type of dancing? Um, it's, it's called disco dance, but it has nothing to do with John Travolta. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't get John Travolta out of my head now. No, it's uh, basically music with... Um, I think 140 beats per minute wow. and it's a it's a mix of um, hip-hop street modern jazz ballet everything so the easiest way how to describe it is just basically what the background dancers of madonna or justin timberlake do okay. so i did that um, on competitions uh, i used to be a background dancer as well but I learned that like what I did is I sat down and I, I studied these videos on MTV and I recorded them and I, I, you know, I flipped forward and learned it and then went backwards till I understood this move and I, I trained this move over and over again and I hated it and my friends, they, they were out, I don't know, clubbing or something and I was like, no, I need to learn that move and I need to have this amazing choreography and I'm still not good in it. So I trained and trained and trained and that's the only reason why I became who I am today in dancing and in my new job. And what what would you tell? I mean, there's a lot of young people out there that are, you know, struggling to make a move or ha have the, you know, insecurities about moving forward, taking mm. charge or, you know, we always talk about people going to work every single day to jobs they hate. And, you know, we hear mm. Gary, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk say, stop doing the stuff that you hate. But, exactly. you know, the, the, the truth is, it takes a, a, a good amount of confidence to do that. And you can't just snap your fingers and have someone have confidence. I get people ask me questions all the time. They say, Mark, what's the best time to work out? What's the best time to uh, go to bed? What, what should I be eating? What kind of sneakers should I be wearing? What should I be doing? And I'm just mm. thinking, I mean, when I hear those questions, in my humble opinion, not everyone's like me. I'm a very self-driven, self-motivated person, but I get frustrated because if I'm getting all those questions all the time, that means that they're stalled and they're mm. wasting time. They should just go mm. out and just start the process and they'll figure it out as though it's kind of like, you know, jump out of that plane, the parachute will open. You just got to jump, right? 
Um, yeah. I just don't understand like how you can get the message across to some young people because it's very frustrating that they don't just get moving and get to it. Do you believe that's something that can be learned? Because for many years of my life, I believe you either have it or you don't. Some people are just self-starters. Some people are not. What are your thoughts on that? I think it can be learned. And a very important fact or an important thought comes from Tony Robbins. He says that people will only change if the pain of staying the same is bigger than the pain of change. Right, right. So um, I do believe that every one of us, we love our comfort zones and we are incredibly afraid of change, afraid of the unknown, afraid of looking unexperienced, afraid of starting from the bottom because it's not cool. Right. And uh, we live in societies that are very, very judgmental. And I think that the peer pressure, especially as a teenager, when you have all of your hormones, which confuse you as hell, um, I mean, the insecurities even get, get stronger, right? So I think during that phase, it's very, very important that you have role models who lead, who live by example and speak the language, bring the examples out of everyday life of these young people and speak about failures and speak about feelings and especially for men I think that's very challenging because unfortunately in my humble opinion our society is still um, let's say um, educators or raisers in a way that we believe that feelings is something weak and a real man you know shouldn't struggle and shouldn't show anything where he could be perceived as like weak or uncool or whatever so talk about it spread awareness come from a place of vulnerability and have the courage to be uncool for the purpose of your own growth and long-term joy and happiness right absolutely i mean i don't you don't meet too many men uh just to speak specifically about men that are actually in touch with their feelings and show emotion show care show love uh show compassion or sympathy it's just as you said it's looked at as very weak which i think it actually, in my opinion, it should be looked at as strength. You know, mm. you don't. You don't uh, have you watched the documentary "The Mass They Live In"? No, unfortunately not. No. Well, it's, you should check it out. It de it discusses how we raise our boys, and the boys are all raised to don't cry. You know, if they mm. cry at a young age, they get beaten up. Don't show weakness, and they need to be mm. tough, and they need to be number one. And it's okay to be perfect, and they gotta always strive for perfection, and don't uh, come into don't acknowledge any failures or don't acknowledge any shortcomings just keep pushing mm -hmm. pushing 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 and i think that's setting every child up for failure to be quite honest i don't believe yeah. every every child should get a trophy if you finish fifth place you, i don't believe you should get a trophy but i do believe that you should be realistic you should acknowledge your feelings you should be able to show mm -hmm. a little bit of emotion and you can be a little bit sensitive even if you are a man I yeah really no that. i i totally agree with that as well yeah mm -hmm. so you know, what, what, where, what do you see for yourself in, in how you're going to leave your mark on the world in regards to you? You're doing it with your business, obviously, and you're doing an incredible job, as I've read and I've researched you. But is, are there any other steps you'd like to take in regards to uh, leaving a positive stamp on the world? Well, in the long term, I will definitely write books because uh, I love writing and I think that um, that would be an opportunity to everybody who has access 
to buying books, um, you know, to get a little bit closer to my thoughts and hopefully they will inspire them to think. I will also um, have more speaking slots internationally because at the moment it's really more focusing on the Middle East. So I hope to go to remote places and also ask questions over there. And um, yeah, maybe also offer my services online at a certain stage because I do believe that the world is very, very small. And if you really want to talk to people from abroad or make a difference in the smallest place in the middle of nowhere, as long as there is an Internet connection, it will work out. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the resources we have now, if you can't find the answers now, you're really not trying. There are so many resources out there because of the connection we have with the Internet. So Mm -hmm. if you could, you know, put... Once again, I always go back to, I have a lot of listeners, I'd say probably from 18 to 40. Um, It's a pretty wide range of people, but if you could give them, what are the most important characteristics a person needs to have in regards to be successful in any field? If you had to rank them, the three things that are the most important characteristics to have, what would you say and why they need to have these three things? In your experience, because you're very experienced now and you have a lot to share with us, what would you say? Mm. Um, I personally believe that authenticity is absolute number one, because I do believe that, as I mentioned earlier, you and whatever you're great at, whatever your calling is, whatever you, you like doing, you will be able to do that in the best possible way, that means you do not have competition, which also means that you are only in competition with the person you were yesterday. That means it makes so much more sense on working on the best version of yourself than being another cheap copy of somebody who already exists. Right. So authenticity is number one. Um, number two would be, um, let me think, the, the ability to, to self-reflect. I think that's very important that you sit down regularly and say, is this what I want to do? Who am I? Um, you know, is this what I did in line with my mission? What are the next steps that I want to do? So allowing yourself to regularly sit down and also say, hey, that was great. I'm really proud of myself, my achievements. So the ability to yeah, self-reflect, critical, like a reflection of ability, course. I Absolutely. think is very important. Absolutely. And um, I think the third one is uh, not taking yourself too seriously. So maybe self-humor or however you want to label that. Because... When you come from a place of being curious and taking things not too personally, you will always find a way how you can grow and improve and and getting better. And um, I mean, you can laugh pain away and by laughing, you can connect with people and all that. And yeah, so that's why I think that these three characteristics are the most important ones. And how what is your thoughts on having a mentor do you think this is absolutely essential and before you answer that did you have a mentor or someone i guess it's a twofold question natalia a mentor or someone that you really uh looked up to and it could be within the culture of leadership public speaking or uh studying human behavior did you have a personal mentor where you contact every day and did you have someone in the industry very popular that you really liked the way they did things when I was uh, working in private economy, I, I got my first mentor, and um, he taught me to, well, to understand the 
system, to play by the rules, to make sure that you know everything, and then look for the loopholes and then to attack from there. It's basically uh, Pablo Picasso who says, learn the system like a pro so you can break it like an artist. Wow, that's um, powerful. I th- it is. It's, it's beautiful. It and is. in the end, Tim Ferriss does kind of sort of the same, okay. in my humble opinion. So um, I had a mentor um, in, my, in my second job um, after university, and I think it's very, very important to have one. But um, if you don't have a, the luxury or, or you don't have access to a mentor, I think there are phenomenal coaches and public figures out there. So the first person that I learned a lot, a lot from um, online was Robin Sharma, who is the number one leadership coach. So I read a lot of his books. I studied every every YouTube tutorial and I, I took every word that he said and I applied it. And I think this is the reason why I, yeah, why I became who I am. But even, um, okay, some people will say, yeah, but, I'm not inspired by this person. I don't know um, who could be my role model or who could be my mentor. Um, go online and your tribe. Look for people who think in a similar way. Talk to them. Tell them about your challenges, and they will guide you. I mean, this is the best way how to then find inspiration, find that person who could be your, let's say, virtual or online mentor. Yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. Y- you think that. Uh, or rather, you, what is it like to be in the limelight now for you? You are a very popular personality. I'm sure you get a lot of attention in social media. You probably get a lot of attention when you go anywhere. So what is it like? Is it something that you're uncomfortable with? You fully accept it? Um, you're obviously using it in a positive way to connect with others. But how do you handle it now? Because as you become even more successful than you already are, you're going to draw a lot more attention. So mm. how do you feel about it and how are you handling it? Uh, funny that you asked that because a few days ago I um, I was in the office of the, of the client and then I was introduced to a new photographer and she looked at me and there was a little bit of confusion in her face and I just ignored that and we talked and everything and I, I went to the other room and later on I, I said bye and she said oh my god now I know who you are <laughs> Natalia oh my god you're famous right I love your job and I love your work and I'm like oh babe you're so cute but I'm the same person that I was where we talked 10 minutes ago before you knew who I am. So thank you so much. And I feel flattered. But um, in German, we say I'm boiling with water as well. You know, Um, yeah, I'm I'm a human being as you are. And thank you so much for your attention. But yeah. Oh, sweet. You had so do you have any um, stories that you could share with us basically about transforming an individual or a client where they really had a breakthrough that would really kind of enlighten our listeners and to take that next step and move forward and really go after their dream and dream and trace their dream yeah let me think which is the the most interesting one that i can share i think um a friend of mine, uh, she um, she was a little bit overweight, and uh, at a certain stage, she realized that she was comfort eating, and she also did that as a kind of protection shield because okay. she was um, growing up in a social environment in which the the way how people thought and the way how people spoke and what they, they expected from her were very different from her bubble. 
So um, she also created this kind of physical barrier through her kilos around her. And at a certain stage, she became aware of that. And she started working out and she lost, uh, I think, 40 kilos. Wow. And not only that, she, she left the country. She did her master's degree in, in marketing. And uh, then she also realized that, um, that her passport, unfortunately, might not be the easiest one for traveling. So she decided, will it be Canada or will it be uh, Australia? And went to Canada and very soon will get her new passport. And then also realized that she doesn't want to work for somebody, but she is a public speaker who's there to empower women and change the world. Wow, that's incredible. That's terrific. You know, our... our um our last podcast, my last podcast was actually about uh, body image and eating disorders and the, studying the behavior of these individuals. It got pretty deep and it got pretty interesting. So there's a lot going on there and there's so much we can learn from the patterns of people because of what they place their priorities on and the difficulties they have. So when you mentioned that she was eating for comfort, that's a big, big, big topic among men and women. So, mm. you know, I think that we actually had uh, a second most uh, listeners for that podcast. It was very, very popular, oh. and I couldn't believe it. It really drew that much attention, but it did. So I'm going to go over a list of questions here. Um, my first mm -hmm. question is probably the most important one. What would you say your purpose is? From this moment forward, have you discovered your ultimate purpose for Natalia, being on this planet? Making people think and laugh. Making people think and laugh. It's pretty simple. Think about anything sp specific or thinking in general? Thinking about themselves and what they want in life. Okay. Okay. That's perfect. Okay, so I'm going to go through a speed round of questions, Natalia. Some of, some of mm -hmm. them are fun, some of them are deep, but they're, they're all um, questions that I think you'll have some pretty cool answers for. So okay, we're on a podcast. Bring it on. Yeah, you're ready. So we're on the Magna Method podcast. What, was, what is your favorite podcast to listen to? Uh, Lewis House. Lewis House. School of Greatness, right? School of Greatness, exactly. That's right. He does a great job. He really does a great job. Mm -hmm. Have you been on Lewis's show? No, but it's on my vision board. Yeah. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to get there. Oh, you should be on his show tomorrow. I'm going to make a call. Okay. <laughs> what is your... Oh, let's start first with your last book read. Last book read. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Is that the first time you read it? The first time. And if I want to be brutally honest, I only understand 85%. That, 90 maximum. That's incredible by the way that you understand that much of it i've heard much less <laughs> really thanks what is thanks. your favorite book ah oh, favorite book there are so many great books out there hmm. i think robin sharma's um the monk who sold his ferrari because it's so simple and it introduced me to the idea that life can be full of abundance and joy and you can follow your passion and all that is possible. So that was the first book that I read where it totally made click and I thought, what am I doing to myself? No. It's so unnecessary. Right. That's a great one. Uh, there's, there's several in there. Um, mm. 
I like uh, Paulo Coelho as well. What favorite ritual? Favorite ritual? Yeah. Meditating. Meditating for how? Meditating in the morning. For how? As soon as you wake up. Uh, as soon as I wake up, yeah. I drink, um, I think, half a liter of water, and then I meditate for twenty minutes. So you're the half a liter of water. That's a very fitness conscious wellness habit in that community. So you're a very healthy person. Is that true? Yes, I would consider myself a healthy person. Yeah. Obsessively healthy. No, no. I love chocolate too much. <laughs> okay, because you're German. Germany makes great chocolate. That's what I hear. Yeah, true. Okay. So favorite ritual is meditation. How long do you meditate for? Uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. And what is the goal in meditation? And do you have a difficult, difficult time slowing things down in your mind? I think the target of meditation is to Free. get out of the mind okay. and, and get more into the present. Just be. Like, don't dig in the past. Don't think about the future. Don't stress. Just be. And whenever a thought or a feeling or something comes up, it's okay. Don't judge yourself. Don't hate yourself. Don't label anything. Just say, okay, it's fine. Thank you for that. And off you go. Okay. I focus on my on my breathing because I read that when you properly breathe, you get rid out of one and a half liter of toxins every day. That's insane. Wow. That's incredible. And I was also I also read an article in Time magazine, a featured story that says when you meditate for ten minutes a day and make it a habit, mm -hmm. you have the ability to heal any cell damage within your body. And that's proven. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like I will go on my first ten day meditation course, a Vipassana course in mid February. So for ten days I'm going to meditate for, I think, seven hours per day, no communication, no social media, no sports, no writing, no reading, no books, no nothing. And I'm excited and scared as... <clears throat> talking, no talking for seven days. I had actually one of my business partners did that for a week and he said when he got out, he couldn't shut up and he talked nonstop. He said, but it was really <laughs> good for him. He said he loved it. So interesting. Yeah. Good luck. I wish you a lot of luck with that. Okay, Thanks. favorite movie of all time? Ooh. That's a tricky one because I stopped watching movies for a while. Um, I bet you don't watch TV either. No, I don't have a TV at home. <laughs> no TV. I hear that a lot. My guests, a lot of my guests don't have TVs. <laughs> favorite movie? Um, hmm. Well, I've recently watched the documentary Cowspiracy, and I absolutely loved it. Okay. So it taught me a lot about that the major way how we pollute this planet is not through through our cars or anything, but it's through the amount of beef that we eat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently, if we would all reduce... Um, the amount of burgers that we stuff ourselves with, it would have a bigger impact on this planet than uh, going by bike to work. That oh, was that wow. was an eye opener. Wow, I, I did not know that. All right, terrific. You know, I noticed that you mentioned sports uh, a little bit back. That leads me to believe that you actually, at one point in your life, had an interest in sports. Is this correct? Yeah, I uh, I danced a lot. So I danced up to I think five times per week when I was a competitive athlete. Um, that was very intense, but I stopped doing that uh, when I had to finalize my studies. And what I majorly do right now is high intensity training. Oh wow! To, 
yeah, wow. just stay just stay fit. Although I hate burpees and I would always hate them. Burpees. I don't I don't know too many people that love burpees. The people that I know that love the word or the activity of burpees are really trying to trick themselves into liking burpees. <laughs> Psychology 101. Okay, so uh, my question would be, what's your favorite sports team of all time? Do you have one? Nope, not really. Okay, so that crosses over my next question, which is, who's your favorite athlete of all time? Athlete, favorite athlete. Well, let me think. Favorite athlete, favorite world leader. Favorite person mm. in the limelight, just to get people a little bit of a more of an understanding of who Natalia is, because they know fake Natalia. Yeah, well, I read a lot of inspirational sentences and quotes um, from Michael Jordan, so I think that he is a huge inspiration for people. That's the first person that popped up in my head. That's wonderful. Someone from Germany who works in the Middle East, his favorite is Michael Jordan. They, it's a huge compliment from Michael Jordan. I, and by the way, I hear <laughs> Michael Jordan a lot. Perfect. Okay. Favorite type of music? Deep House. Ooh, deep House. That's serious. <laughs> Your favorite quote? Favorite quote. Mark Twain, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's cool. time to pause and reflect. That's right. I thought it ended with go the other way, but I'm sure someone to put a spin on it. But I love Mark Twain. That's a great quote. Mm. If you could have one huge billboard, okay, or one sign in Miami Beach, I'm calling you from Miami Beach. We mm -hmm. have these planes that fly over the beach because we have lots of tourists in Miami Beach. And behind the plane, they carry mm -hmm. big, big signs to let everyone know what's going on. Mm -hmm. What restaurant to go to? What what's mostly what club to go to? What DJs in town? If you could have a huge plane and have a giant sign hanging behind that plane to let everyone know one simple message, what would that message be? What would be on that sign? You are awesome. You are awesome. Well, you are awesome as well, Natalia. Thank you so very much for making time for this. This is, is so nice of you to uh, respond and make time, and and all our listeners are going to be huge think natalia fans and i really can't thank you enough thank you. really i reached out to natalia she she got right back to me and she was uh all in to do it so that's a that's a big deal thank you so very much i appreciate it thank you mark thank you very much i wish you nothing but even more success than you already have and have an amazing positive year my friend likewise and speak soon <laughs> i'll speak soon take care Bye bye